we've been fighting a long time, and we have all lost so very much, so many loved ones gone. But you are not alone. There are pockets of resistance all around the planet. We are at the brink. You have no idea how important you are. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. Ave Everybody, Steve with Sons Fidel and coming at you once again with the Center for Economic and Social Justice. This time, the grand pooba of the group, Norman Curlin. So if you have any Norm jokes from Cheers, afternoon, everybody. Norm, take it away. Uh, no, so, Norm, good morning. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, thank you very much for having me opportunity. No problem. Yeah, so uh, before you tell us the story of life's work with the Just Our Way, could you define briefly what is the just third way of economic oh, personalism. That's great. Yeah. No, the just third way is saying that neither uh, the socialists or communists on the left, nor nor the uh, capitalists on the, on the, on the right, really are going to be able to pull, make America what it could be, or what. Ronald Reagan said, as a result of learning of our ideas, he says, he called for, a, this was a second American revolution. And if you go to our website, for example, at uh, cesj.org and look at the video and listen to Reagan uh, and when we were working uh, uh, to, to democratize ownership in, in Central America and the Caribbean. And, and so we had a presidential task force. We were able to get the legislation through the Congress because we didn't ask for a penny <laughs> from, the, from, from the taxpayer. And, and we're an all-volunteer operation, by the way. We've been that way since uh, we were founded, formed in 1984. Uh, but uh, in any event, what we're, what we're talking about are changes mainly in the monetary system and the tax system, because much of our tax follows Karl Marx in the Communist Manifesto. That was one of his 10 points. I graduated in progressive income tax, comes right out of Marx. Mm -hmm. and, and of course, Marx, if most people have not read uh, the Communist Manifesto. And there, it, it, Marx says you can summarize our entire philosophy in a single sentence abolish what private property and that's what i want to talk about today how private property is is not only a fundamental human right as a matter of fact after the second world war uh in the, the when the u.n was formed article 17 of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights says every person, that means child, woman, man, every person, and they're talking about throughout the world, has the right to be an owner of property, personally, as well as in association with others. And the interesting thing is no country yet <laughs> has established the laws to bring that about. And that's what we're looking at, how you change a system. I would hope that America would be the source of these. And, and, and actually, they're trying to do the opposite right now. Pardon? Oh, it's a total opposite. On the other hand, I think that uh, that this president, rather than Trump, Trump knew of our ideas, never did anything. This president doesn't really know, even though we've had laws that have enabled workers in the private sector to become owners 
without putting up any of their own money. We got the laws called employee stock ownership plans. When I worked with the founder of these ideas, who I, I, uh, well after I finished law school uh, and was working for the government for five years after that, and then heard, uh, and then was going to quit the government because I found that in trying to address the issues of poverty, it was missing something that uh, I, in any event, and that was maximum feasible participation of the poor in the process, not just welfare, not just, and, and, and uh, uh, th that was not the solution or government jobs. That was not the solution. And, and when I, and I wrote the guidelines for the poverty program to bring about that language, which was in the law, setting up the, the poverty program in 1965. And I got hired and wrote the guidelines for maximum feasible participation. And when I was put in a position where I could get money to grassroots organizations, then whoever was above me didn't like it. And so when that happened, because I felt that they were violating a principle that was fundamental to solve problems, and, and, and didn't know of the, the, the ideas that I'm going to describe in a little while, I said, I'm quitting. I don't want to work anymore for the federal government. And so while I, the day I was <laughs> I decided to quit, I was out in San, uh, out in San Francisco uh, providing money uh, to grassroots organizations in Arizona, California, Nevada, I said, I'm coming home. I, I, my wife and kids well, were, were left in the Washington area. We were, I was deciding whether to move. And I said, no, I'm going, going home. Uh, and somebody stepped into my office and described the ideas of a man named Louis Kelso. I had never heard of him. He, he wrote a book challenging Marx and they used to tie, he and Mortimer Adler, the great books philosopher, who was an, initially a Jew, he became a Catholic before he, before he died. A brilliant man, great books. He was the person who, who headed up the great books programs. And he also taught at the University of Chicago Law School where I, that's where I studied, but he, 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 he taught justice before I got there. But anyway, he collaborated with Kelso. He was originally a, a, a socialist. When he heard Kelso's ideas, he responded the way I did in 15 minutes. I said, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> it's so simple. And, and it was basically the, the idea of how to use the money system correctly so that everybody has an equal opportunity to own, even if they had no savings. Wow. That was the first book, The Capitalist Manifesto, describing what justice is in, in chapter seven. And that, that, that got me. But then they had a second book even before I, I knew of them. It was called The New Capitalists. And in that, they described the money system in such a way that made all sense, made a lot of sense to me. I studied uh, uh, economics as well as law at the University of Chicago, but they, don't, they didn't teach what Kelso said. And that is, you don't need past savings that what you need is to be able to purchase capital, shares of capital that represent growth in the economy and, and use future, future savings coming from the profits 
of the shares that you buy. Now that works. As I say, we we have a uh, uh, we we got the laws through Congress because we found one of the most powerful senators, and Kelso and I met with him, uh, Senator Russell Long, the son of Huey Long. <laughs> And, and I thought he was going to be the enemy because of something that, that had occurred before we met him. But uh, he learned of Kelso's books. And I got a call from Kelso. I was then his, his uh, well, we, uh, well, Washington counsel. He was a lawyer in San Francisco. Uh, and, uh, uh, and we formed an institute where we got people from the left people from the right together because they agreed with Kelso's ideas. Prominent people, but also people from the civil rights movement. The head of CORE, uh, Marion Barry, who later became the, uh, the, the mayor of Washington, D.C. Uh, 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 and and, and uh, people in, involved in uh, Mexican-American problems uh, throughout the country. And, and, and uh, in any event, we formed the Institute for the Study of Economic Systems. And Kelso and, and I, was, I was the executive director. I was working out of Washington. And, 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 and eventually uh, we got, uh, 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 most important, we, we had a few senators who became interested. Uh, both Republicans, conservative Republicans, as well as uh, 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 Hubert Humphrey, mm -hmm. later uh, in 1967, uh, when he was head of the Joint Economic Committee, called for broad-based ownership as a new policy over and above full employment, which was, had been the policy since since the, the Second World War. Uh, when the troops came back, we found ways to hire uh, people to get hired. And, and, and the idea had, it was something that, that uh, both left and right were always working as if the economy is strictly, is strictly to create jobs, but not ownership. For, and so a few people figured out how to develop a monetary system and monetary that allowed a few people to own. And so in, in America, uh, a tiny fraction uh, of, of people own more than the bottom 90, 90 percent of people. Mm -hmm. and, and so Kelso's idea would enable everyone from the time they're born to the time they die, to be have access to capital credit, repair through the banking system and, to, and the Federal Reserve that would be repaid out of the future profits of the company. And, and, and that would include the richest as well as the poorest citizen mm -hmm. of America. And I, as I say, America and, and Ronald Reagan back in uh, what was it, 1988, uh, when, we, uh, when, when, when I was able, I was no longer working with Kelso, but, but I was able to, to harness or, or get both the left and the right who were backing us to back a presidential task force on Project Economic Justice, it was called. And, and, and uh, that was the time when Ronald Reagan was president. But Ronald Reagan was a supporter of Kelso while, while he was still a governor of California. And there, his speech to young Americans for freedom on Kelso was, was just terrific. And he wrote articles in, in uh, many uh, uh, journals and so on. Uh, but, uh, but we had both Republicans and Democrats, but not until we could get Senator Long 
Uh, I had, uh, we, uh, for example, we uh, both Kelso and I were hired by a group called the National Maritime Union to try to save the passenger vessels that the taxpayers had paid for. But the owners of the, of the vessels wanted to sell it to 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 uh, the vessels, mm-hmm. uh, and the and the union came came to me, uh, particularly the person who headed up the port of Baltimore for for uh, Tom Martinez, and and he said, uh, I'm hearing this thing about ESOP. <laughs> you know what is this ESOP? And so we talked, and we, we became close friends, and they hired us to try to save those vessels so that the ownership of the vessels could be, could be the workers and, and managers uh, of the passenger vessels. But uh, so they went, they took it, the president of the union, um, took it to Russell Long to get his support because he was also not only the head of the finance committee, which are very powerful writing the tax laws, but he was also on the commerce committee. And that's where the decision had been made. And he told the president, he, he didn't have Kelso or I with him, but they were, he was asking for Senator Long to support it. And Senator Long said, it sounds like one of my daddy's programs make every man a king. <laughs> well, I, when I heard that, the, well, the vessels were sold, probably the same people, but they operated either in Central America or in Africa, out of Africa. Uh, but in any event, uh, so I was, uh, I was reluctant to, to, to go anymore with, for Senator Long, and then one day I get a call from Kelso. He said, Norm, set up a, <laughs> an appointment with Senator Long. He wants to meet with us. Wow, what is this? So anyway, this was uh, in 1973. Uh, okay, we go there and it's all, uh, the, the meeting, you, if you 60 minutes did a show uh, Mike Wallace 60 minutes and, and it's on our video section if you go to the video section you'll hear uh, uh, Kelso Senator Long uh, and uh, uh, and uh, uh, Paul Samuelson uh, uh, the Nobel Prize winner and, 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 and if you watch that, you'll wonder how he ever got a Nobel Prize. He was, the, the comments were, were terrific, you know, to, to really challenge. And I've had the same problem with Milton Friedman. Uh, and and uh, the, if you go to our, our article section, uh, change, exchange of letters between Friedman and I. Uh, you'll, you'll, you'll wonder how, what the heck are these economists teaching? He was against it. And I was in favor of, uh, uh, when I studied uh, economics at the University of Chicago, it was with his brother-in-law. Uh, 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 and, and I read his, uh, what's it called, Capitalism and Freedom. I said, oh, it's, he's right about the market system. This is before I heard of Kelso. He's right about the market because he said a market system, and he used the term, it's the most democratic way of determining value. And I thought, I like the concept of democracy. So I, 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 I bought into Kelso's, uh, uh, Friedman's idea. And then he, he had some kind of a giveaway. Uh, I forget what it was called, uh, the welfare program that he was suggesting. Uh, but in any event, that was all. That was all before I met Kelso, uh, uh, learning about uh, Friedman's stuff. But uh, 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 then later on, I was at a conference I, uh, at the University of Chicago, and, and taking the same position as Friedman on the draft. I spent five years as an officer 
in the Air Force, uh, electronic countermeasures officer during the Korean War. And, and uh, 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 I liked, uh, 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 well, I, I, I felt that that when once I learned the Kelso's ideas, I, I said, Friedman, uh, uh, oh yeah, we're both on the same, it's the, there was a conference on the draft. Mm. And we both took the same position on the draft. Basically, I said, you know, you ought to pay people to, to defend the country, even though I had, I went in with a direct commission uh, uh, to, to, to the Air Force for five years. And, uh, and uh, uh, so we're both on the, uh, taking the same position on that at the University of Chicago conference. But this is after I learned to Kelso. And it was even before I started working with Kelso. I was then uh, uh, the, uh, uh, pro, I was a, a director of planning for something called the Citizens Crusade Against Poverty, which was basically a liberal group with all the civil rights leadership. And it even had grassroots, uh, 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 grassroots leaders from all over the country. And, and, uh, and so a, a fellow, uh, he, was a, he was a descendant of Daniel Boone, Dick Boone, who had written the language into the poverty program, hired me when I first went to, to uh, 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 quit the, the federal government. He, oh, no, he, no, before that, and, and he, he asked me to write the, the language on the maximum feasible participation. Well, he was also a friend of Bob Kennedy and, uh, and, uh, and Dick headed the, this uh, uh, citizen's crusade against poverty. And he liked when he heard from me about Kelso, I had discovered Kelso and, and, and he was open and we had Kelso talk to a thousand people in Washington at, a, at the first annual conference grassroots leaders and all, uh, and any of that. Kelso gave a great talk uh, and just said that they should study it. Well, a lot of the so-called liberals didn't, didn't even want to think about it. But the, gra the grassroots people who were there said, we like what you're saying, and they, and, and they voted to, uh, to make this a resolution. Okay. These are all little things to tell you that you come in with a new paradigm. You got real problems. Uh, you, it, it takes time uh, for, for people to open their minds. Uh, now, Walter Ruther, who was the head of the, uh, he was the head of the United Auto Workers, you know, and most powerful uh, labor leader, very articulate person, listened to Kelso and in 1947, he testified, uh, 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 what I said, 47, no, it had to be, uh, uh, oh, let's see, I, I, I left, uh, it was 65, 66, 67, uh, Walter Ruth had testified before the Joint Economic Committee uh, where, uh, where they were losing workers in competition with Japanese workers for the production of automobiles. And he came out and said, you know, if we could get profits, and this was Kelso's point, if, if profits became a way of increasing rather than wages, our costs for marketing throughout the world would be stabilized. And we get, because profits are, are there after all costs and, and after you sell, it's it's above whatever cost you have. So if you can reduce costs uh, of of money, uh, it, you'll have more profits. Assuming that you're producing something that people uh, in the market uh, can can purchase. But the biggest thing still missing was ownership using the the, the finance system mm -hmm. to uh, the monetary system, and that's where. You know, I, I, I was going to spend some time uh, reading some of the ideas behind this and the people throughout history 
who were for ownership, particularly the founders of America. The only problem with the founders of America is that they turned some people into things, the slaves. And, and, and there were compromises and, and differences between the North and the South on that. But basically, they didn't treat the slaves as people. There were less, <laughs> three-fifths of a, a person. Uh, but in any event, uh, uh, the point is that once we recognize that there's only one race, it's the human, we're all humans. You know, that's what it comes down to. There's, and and, and that's, that's very key to, uh, to my thinking, the key to, to, to uh, Mike Graney and, and, and Dawn, who learned of this stuff. Well, Dawn is my daughter, by the way. She, she, was, she was a graduate. Uh, 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 my wife went to work at Georgetown and, 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 and was able to get our three kids uh, uh, free tuition at Georgetown. And they graduated from, from, uh, from Georgetown, a great university. And, and so this is the team working. And, and, and so, uh, in any event, now, what, what did Kelso say about money? I, you know, I, you know I, I, I'd like to, to, to point out that was the biggest thing that he was adding. You know, what is money? And how can a money credit be available to people who have no savings but can invest in sound stock. There are ways that you can, you, you, what you have to have is credit insurance so that, so that if it isn't a feasible project, uh, uh, the bank will not make a loan. But ba banks are, that's their function in the world. And the central bank, if you read uh, certain sections, section 13 of the, of the Federal Reserve Act, bills of the was called bills of exchange uh, these are instruments in which you, uh, the central bank can create money and it always should be backed by assets but today uh, uh what did i i got some the the uh the uh, amount of debt is 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 let, let me just give you this uh thing that i was getting to prepare uh, uh, oh yeah, the, 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 the federal government uh, uh, has now uh, not billions, but trillions of debt. And, and much of it has no backing. That's one of the problems that we have. And we're saying that we have to go back to a simple proposition that there must always be assets behind money. Mm -hmm. Because as you, I'm sure, are aware, that counterfeiting is when you create money that has nothing behind it, either a productive assets or consumption for the purpose of production and consumption in a market economy should be imbalanced. <laughs> the purpose of production is consumption and you can't consume if it isn't being produced. In the meantime, we have so much incredible new technologies today. You know, a buck, uh, one of the quotes that I love is, uh, I was going to start <laughs> by, by giving the quote of a, a man named Buckminster Fuller, you know, the, the, a great thinker uh, in terms of what uh, the, the development of advanced technology. Uh, and Bucky, Bucky says, we're called to be architects of the future, not its victims. Our, uh, uh, our challenge, and I love this quote, our challenge is to make the world work for 100% of humanity in the shortest possible time with spontaneous cooperation and without ecological offense, 
or the disadvantage of anyone. I love that. Why not? And 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 then uh, well, Kelso was. Uh, uh, if you look at Kelso's definition of money, uh, it, he says money is not part of the physical system, or you can say currency is, is, is it's a form of it's the government printing piece of paper. No, but money is supposed to be uh, a measure of value. A way uh, he called it a yardstick of value, uh, in which all kinds of transactions, both sides, both the the buyers as well as the sellers, if it's going to be a fair exchange, they both pretty much think that whatever they're getting is equal to what they're giving, or maybe they think it's a little bit better. But but essentially, it's the market system that determines what the value of money should be, but it isn't because now they're printing, you know, as I said, $30 trillion uh, in different forms. Where's it gonna come from? Yeah, I, have to, I have to send you a clip from Clark. Clark and Dawes is an Australian comedy duo uh, on YouTube where he talks about it. How they print out the money? He goes through his little menu, he goes, Face the printer to the window. You know, spray the printer. Yes, because it causes a vacuum. Cover your eyes and hit print. As opposed to just the money just shoots out of yeah, the printer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and you see, and China has five different currencies, <laughs> and they're going out. You know, we we had uh, Humphrey fellows. We we were training. Uh, uh, they they uh, wanted to. They came here. Uh, uh, they were uh, enrolled in Boston University, but they wanted to be interns of, of our center. And, they, and all of them were, were Muslims, frankly. There's one from, uh, well, one one was from Morocco, for example, and he, who had been in the Central Bank of Morocco. He loved these ideas, and he, and he uh, it, we talk, because we're talking about economic democracy. And he was also a law professor. He's a judge today, uh, and and uh, uh, he uh, uh, anyway he was one. And but then he had one in Ethiopia. In Ethiopia, the Chinese put in a lot of money for you know, for one of the most productive uh, 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 plants in in Ethiopia. Who owns it? The Chinese. You see, and they're going all over the all over the world, getting scarce resources by by uh, negotiating with leaders in these countries. But the the point the, the point we make is okay. That's current leadership, <laughs> and most and and I can tell you, uh, I, I've been to uh, about eight different uh, uh, African countries. Um, uh, with these, I, who who found out about our ideas, uh, including South South Africa, this before the uh, uh, during the uh, uh, before Mandela was released, uh, uh, and and they, but uh, I I got invited by by some of the leaders in South Africa to come there and talk about employee stock ownership plans, which we were doing, and now they're. In, in America, there are 14 million workers who become owners through the CSOPs. Uh, but I won't do any more now because it's, I, I really think we have to go beyond what about the teachers? What about the professors? What about government employees and so on? Why not everybody uh, be, becoming an owner, even those who, who uh, can't get a job? Uh, because we have technology that can, uh, you have automated factories, artificial intelligence, robotics, etc. You know, that that's making that work is now being shifted. And, and the question is, who owns the robots? Who owns the artificial? And you could have joint ownership of these things and financing it and the whole world. You see, I see if America 
becomes the leader of this idea. Uh, if we can get to President Biden, I think he has to. He's got to find a solution. It's not just creating jobs and, and it's not welfare. As a matter of fact, if and uh, in, in, uh, I'm not a Democrat or a Republican anymore because I, I don't think either side, but, but there are Democrats and Republicans among them who, who are open-minded to these ideas. And I think when teachers, more, most important, uh, law, law teachers and, and economic teachers uh, begin trying to find holes in what, what we're saying here, uh, you know, I, I think then, then I think America will be ready for a just third way. And, and the whole world will respond because all we can do is show them how, how it's done. Instead of just the, the Central Bank of America, well, why not a global bank? And there was one guy, I, I remember, he, he had been in the Second World War and he was a bomber pilot. His, his, uh, he was from, a, well, he was also on Broadway, uh, uh, Danny Case. Uh, his name was Gary. He was a, uh, a person who, who, who worked uh, uh, with Danny Kay and, and even substituted for him when, when, when uh, Danny Kay was, was uh, names were Gary Davis. Gary was a, a, a bomb, his father was one of the celebrated uh, 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 orchestra leaders uh, here in Washington. Uh, and he, um, and Gary, uh, uh, his, his brother was killed as a pilot. He became a pilot and he, and he was in uh, bombing Germany, uh, uh, you know, going from England and, and with, with bombing uh, uh, Dusseldorf and uh, other cities. And, and suddenly it, it occurred to him, my God, what? these are not people in the war, these are innocent people. So he was shot down, came back to America, uh, uh, and then decided he was against war. And Gary became very famous in France because he came up with an idea of global government. Uh, he came back to Washington in the 70s and I met with him and I said, Gary, I'm not for any world government because I'm worried of the power of government unless you had a money system first that, that enabled every citizen of the world to provide them an allotment of capital credit so that they can grow their economies, finance that growth in ways in which every citizen would be an owner. Then economic power is not in the state. The state depends whether it's a global state, but he became Camus and Sartre and many others really thought Gary had it. Had it. He renounced his US citizenship and became uh, uh, what he called, well, they, they called him, well, even Einstein uh, talked about him and, and uh, Eleanor Roosevelt. <laughs> of Gary uh, uh, and and so I uh, he wrote then after uh, I, I talked with him he wrote an article he wrote a number of books on his work you know, and one article which is on our website in, uh, in the article section who owns the world <laughs> basically you see he was so he talked about Kelso and and and, and my contributions to his thinking. But in any event, uh, I think this, this idea should first come with America. If it makes any sense, try to challenge it, that's fine. But I have yet to hear any point that makes me, that, which, which a challenge, we've heard challenges, but none of them make any sense at all. You know, it's just 
it's ignorance. It comes out of ignorance of people protecting that. But ideas that are as big as this, uh, uh, to, to me, uh, until I hear somebody tell me what's wrong with it, I need mean, Steve, maybe you. Maybe no, well, you got you the have, global takeover going on right now as we were talking off air about the reset, which is basically a rebranding of the new world order. Yeah. They want global governance. They want global currency. Oh, they want to get rid of currency yeah. and establish their own. They want to do the technology, which you talked yeah. about, but they don't want it to be good for humanity. They want it to take over humanity and kick yeah. you out of jobs and yeah, I know. give it's, you the universal it, it, basic income. It's incredible. Well, people who would rather dominate than, but, but that's not moral. You know, how, why shouldn't there be, well, you know, I could read to you a number of, you know, the, the Leo, the, Leo the 13th, every man has by nature the right to possess property as his own. This is one of the chief points of distinction. This, this is uh, uh, 18, 1891, mm -hmm. <laughs> he's writing. Uh, it's a, one of the chief points. Uh, uh, points of, uh, where, where was that? Oh yeah, points of distinction between man and animal creation. And then he goes on, the fact that God has given the earth for the use and enjoyment of the whole human race can in no way be a bar to the owner, uh, to the owning of private property. And then you got, you know, you had, so here Leo, and I got other quotes from Leo, uh, and, and then uh, 30 years later, uh, uh, Pope uh, Pius XI uh, uh, talks about uh, uh, the creator himself has given man the right of private ownership, not only that individuals may be able to provide for themselves and their families, but also that the goods that the creator destined for the entire family of mankind may through this institution truly serve its purpose. And then, you know, so he's talking about social justice. And that's, that's uh, he was the basis for Father Faree in his book and articles on social. If you look at uh, what uh, uh, Mike and I uh, 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 wrote an introduction to, uh, 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 to social justice, uh, no, it was called uh, uh, a, a new look at social justice uh, uh, by, by Free, and 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 it was clear he, he Free's version of social justice was what Martin Luther King would call peaceful people power. You know, and I got some quotes from from King, and uh, you know, I was gonna. <laughs> Well, then I the antithesis for, of all what you that. just said is what no, Davos is running up, which you will own, in 2030, you will own nothing and you'll be happy. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, somebody else. So you you depend on someone else for the food that you have, for the house that you have, for transportation, for everything. Oh, you'll be happy. <laughs> I, I was telling him off camera, ladies just he didn't know about the reset this much. I'm going to send him so many links. He's going to have a field day with this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, honestly, the very fact uh, you know, you've been, uh, you, you've talked to Dawn, you've talked to Mike. And and you seem to like what you're hearing, from from what I understand. I don't know that you have any reservations of what they've said. Maybe it isn't enough, but but you know we got these books. My God, we had one called "Curing World Poverty: The New Role of Property," which which Father John Miller. Of uh, uh, from the uh, uh, social justice center in 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 uh, St. Louis, uh, he was the editor, uh, and we had uh, writings by Kelso, Mike Graney, a whole bunch of people. One of the wealthiest Mexican American uh, 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 capitalists uh, uh, wrote an article, and 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 now people. Now, who are who are some of the major 
how would you say thinkers behind this idea of economic personalism? <laughs> I would say Michael, Dawn, <laughs> and and what what we have on our website. You know, so free books. Uh, it isn't going to cost people anything to read the two major books by Kelso, the new cat, the capitalist benefit, but he no longer used the term capitalism. It is not a good term. And, and, and the word capitalism was not invented by capitalists. It was invented by socialists by, because capital are things. So, so this is thingism. <laughs> That's what I call it. So, so Kelso began talking about two-factor theory or binary economics, you know, it, it, and, and that's afterwards. But it was a bestseller. The, the first book was a bestseller when it first came out. And we had, as I say, we had people from the, the very right to the people from the very left. I've talked to communists. I was invited to China after, after uh, uh, they were engaging in privatization. So, well, the the uh, chairman of the uh, Duma committee uh, on privatization came here, heard a talk by me, and then invited me to go there. Uh, and he was a communist to begin with, and he, but he got me together with professors there, and he 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 asked me. Well, I have letters from him to represent him before the uh, IMF and the World Bank and so on. But none, we did make our effort, but they weren't ready. I think they're going to be more ready today, and and that's what we need. We need people like you, Steve. You know, you're open-minded. And if you hear something that isn't making sense, you're going to ask, you know, and that's all, that's all we can do. And it's not me. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm close to 91. So I don't have that much longer to be around here. Uh, but uh, it's important that suddenly people, uh, well, I, uh, you know, let, let me read to you some of the things I know he's very controversial, but uh, to read you some of the things that interested me in Pope Francis, I, I know that he's very controversial, and I know <laughs> the problems that he's going through. But but there's a couple of things uh, that he said uh, in in uh, it's uh, the Evangelii Godium back in 2013. Uh, he says, human beings are themselves considered consumer goods to be used and then discarded. We have created a disposable culture, which is now spreading. It is, uh, and then he said uh, in the same, uh, let me get the other. You know, I, I think that that he should, uh, I know he's been meeting with a lot of socialists. Uh, when he, he gathered a bunch of people and, and there were those, there were a couple of people at the Vatican who, who were trying to get, get us uh, to meet with him. Uh, uh, Mike wrote an article on, on uh, 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 Pope Francis. So, you know, I think we have to find a way. I'm, I'm looking for some of the other things by Francis. But, but founders of America were saying these things. Uh, it, oh yeah, here. Yeah, not everything Francis has said, I know he's controversial, it was, has yeah. been wrong. He said some good things. It's yeah. also written some really bad things. <laughs> you know, this is, uh, it's unclear his, his, his position, you know, and I, I, what has he said that was bad? Let, let me ask that, you know, how, what specifically, uh, and I'm not saying, you know, because, uh, 
um, there were people at the Catholic University in Argentina. There's a professor there, a woman, who who was prepared uh, to to go there, you know, and because she buys into what we're talking about. Uh, but what is it that specifically? What has he said? It, it, you know, because when I read some of the quotes I had, oh yeah, here's some of the others. Uh, some people continue to defend trickle-down theories, which assume that economic growth encouraged by a free market will inevitably succeed in bringing about greater justice and inclusiveness in the world. This opinion, which has never been confirmed by the facts, expresses a crude and naive trust in the goodness of those wielding economic power. Then, then he says, uh, those wielding, and in the socialized working of the prevailing economic system. Meanwhile, the excluded are still waiting. And then he said, one cause of this situation is found in our relationship with money. Since we calmly accept its dominion over ourselves and our societies, the current financial crisis can make us overlook the fact that it originated in a profound human crisis, the denial of the primacy of the human person. Mm -hmm. You know, so when I read that, I say, you know, can I challenge that? No. He needs to hear from us. <laughs> you know, we we met with, as a matter of fact, when when I was uh, I w was appointed by President Reagan as the deputy chair of the presidential task force. And if you go to our, our video section, you'll hear President Reagan calling for well, first recognizing my role, but then uh, uh, calling for. Uh, 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 a second uh, American revolution. I love that. Uh, second American, because that's what we need. Start again, fresh, with, with whatever whatever truths that Kelso brought into the world. Simple truths. But he wasn't alone. I, you know, I found the people in other countries or quotes uh, going back a couple hundred years. In 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 uh, Catholic sources, uh, non-Catholic sources, all over the world, which which were supportive of these ideas. If you go to our quote section, uh, you 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 know you get a whole batch more than I I I, I pulled out of it. But uh, uh, this is it's a issue of power, and if you concentrate power. You 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 ensure corruption. So, what can people do to help you guys out or promote you to uh, boost you guys up? What can people do to help you out? Just give us an opportunity to teach. That's it. What what? Go to our website, read the books, and then challenge us. <laughs> I work no, What's the website I do again? Think, I, I do think the books are pretty clear. And we got a lot of people who support it. If you just look at uh, at the uh, at the website, who are we? And you look at the many people who are involved. You know, we had uh, uh, not only Father Free, but Father Morleone, uh, who was a uh, 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 in the Dominican order one of the leaders. He was a former atheist. <laughs> he headed up a, a, one of the mobs in, Be in Belgium. Uh, and, and then he became a Catholic. And then he, he was a founder of the International University for Social Work in Rome. Mm -hmm. Now he was, he was a, a revolutionary and he was one of our founders. Uh, and, and he was very well known. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, Pope uh, uh, it, it had to be John Paul. At the time of the Cuban Missile Crisis, the Vatican sent him to be the negotiator uh, with with the Cubans. Hmm. 
uh, on uh, on uh, uh, the uh, uh, you know disarmament the, the problem. Yeah, right. To, to avoid, remember, Russia was going to send uh, atomic bombs. Uh, Everybody was supposed to hide underneath their desks and because desks. Uh, but you bring what, what we had for Re and, and, and Morley on together. It was really funny. I mean, they were really, two, well, two great minds. So what's, what's the website again? I know it's the Center for Economic and Social Justice, but what's yeah, the website? It's www.cesj.org. Easy enough. And, and if people, if you can get some, you know, the people that you, you respect to, to spend, well, to study it, uh, uh, look at, uh, look at, uh, I think the website, just the home page, for example, there are, there are six slides uh, on the home page, which says everything uh, with the pictures. And so, so, so everything that I've said are said better. <laughs> Uh, very good <laughs> well Norman appreciate your time and uh, yeah everyone check it out www.cesj.org dot org right right org and uh, yeah check out the website and uh, yeah send them your uh, send them your uh, qualms I guess <laughs> <laughs> well this Norm is great I mean you've given us uh, well plenty of time my god uh, so I think you know we're going to wake up the, the politicians, as I said, oh, I, you know, I was telling you about with Senator Long. Mm -hmm. You imagine we went to one of the, there's an article called Dinner at the Madison, the Madison Hotel in Washington. Kelso always, always stay, stayed there. Very expensive. But when we met with Senator Long, he's, uh, he was involved in in some political thing. And so he said, wait till after this is over and we'll all go out to dinner together. Well, can you imagine a politician who picked up the bill for four of us? <laughs> it was yeah. uh, 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 Long and, and, and his uh, assistant who, who discovered Kelso. And then, and then, uh, um, me and, and Kelso, and and is is back and forth with Kelso, and and we're just sitting there, and I already had a bill with a with with uh, uh, a bipartisan support, including uh, Hubert Humphrey and 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 conservatives as well and Republicans, to uh, to when the Penn Central. Uh, went bankrupt we were offering a third alternative to subsidizing it uh, conrail what became conrail and and we wanted it to be 100 percent owned by the workers and so we had these this support but none of them were members of the commerce committee mm -hmm. so in the conversation with senator long after it was about three and a half hours we're with him and uh, he, he said to Kelso, now, who's against this? And Kelso said, well, a couple of Nobel Prize winners, uh, Samuelson and, and Friedman are against it. And Long said, you know, when I first came to, con uh, to the Senate after his father was assassinated, his father uh, was uh, a threat to FDR in the 1936 campaign, because he had this uh, uh, clubs all over uh, the country, but his was socialist approach: take over the oil companies, you know, and spread it out to the people. But, mm -hmm. but so Senator Long said, let, "Let me tell you, when I first came here, I said to myself, I'm going to try to follow this principle." I really don't care who's right. I care what's right. I'm going to try to follow that. This is right. So, <laughs> you know, and so he said he, he would only go for worker ownership. Now, obviously, it would have been great to get him to say everybody. Mm -hmm. But 
And then he, after it was over, he said, what are you people doing about it? And I said, well, then I, 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 I raised my voice. Uh, Senator, we have a bill, we have so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so behind it, but none of them are members of the right committee, the Commerce Committee. You are. He says, you bring me something tomorrow morning. So I brought him what we were proposing. And that's a story in itself. You'll, <laughs> if you read dinner at the Madison, you'll, you'll see. And, and so they did get, they ended up with, the workers ended up with something, even though it was being done at the last minute. Uh, so, uh, and Senator Long was really enthusiastic. This was, this was a big thing. And uh, in any of that, uh, hopefully nobody we, asked where did that happen. It was at the Madison. <laughs> it was at the Madison, right? Yeah, dinner at the Madison. <laughs> it's in the articles. You know, the articles section will will uh, give you uh, you know uh, uh, articles by Kelso, articles by me, you know, Mike Rainey, Dawn. The, 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 so. Uh, I count very heavily uh, on, on both Mike and, and Dawn at, at this point because I don't have the memory that I used to have. So, uh, you know, it, it, I'm not, but, but in any event, as I say, that website is the key. Oh. Uh, the books, the f videos, uh, uh, all kinds of things. Uh, my testimony before the Congressional uh, Black Caucus uh, it's a short video, uh, 10 minutes. I, I was asked to be part of the panel. And, and, and then I, uh, there was about a five minute, there were questions to me that were, were published. Um, but I had, I had a whole bunch of people in the, in the Congressional Black Caucus supporting these ideas. Um, and, and, and my, I'm very proud of the work I did in Mississippi and from 60, uh, 62 to 64 uh, and, and very close to, to Medgar Evers. Uh, we're friends and he would use me, you know, to, to establish quote, a federal presence. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, he was a gutsy guy and uh, you know, but anyway, a lot of people were, you know, there were a number of people assassinated as well as Medgar. He got me to interview Meredith at the time he was uh, uh, entering into the University of Mississippi. Hmm. But those are past, so, well, the problems are still there. But what we have to do is see that, uh, uh, this is important. Uh, uh, there was a, a fellow, Gene Gordon, in St. Louis, who came to me and said, "You know, w w we want to. I don't call. We don't call ourselves black or African Americans or anything. We're descendants of American slaves. So he formed uh, descendants of American slaves for economic and social justice. <laughs> and and then he said, you know, I'm, we're against the reparations being demanded today." But we have a different definition of reparations. It's to repair the system. And so with these ideas, uh, we will be able to provide not only for descendants of American slaves and, and Native Americans, but and, and all citizens, including descendants of slave owners and I said, what about racists? And racists, everybody. Now that is the new message in dealing with racism. And the same thing, as I say, I'm confident that if America gets behind it, if, if Biden gets behind this, I think China is, I think we can wake up the Chinese people. Because as I said, in, in an exchange which I had, they said they were Democrats and they were members of the party. They liked it. 
it, it, you know, but I, I don't know what was said because it was being said in Chinese. You got more optimism than I do, so uh, good on you, Why I not? guess. Why I, not? Why, why I've gotten out of the optimism business long ago. <laughs> you know, the one thing you know, you, you can bet that the Chinese are not different. Than, than you no, are. I was just saying optimist that Biden would even look at this. So <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is great. Uh, I, I'm delighted you get, you gave me an opportunity. Uh, you're welcome. You're welcome. And uh, yeah, thank you for your time. And uh, yeah, everyone go underneath the show notes. We'll have a link to the uh, website. Okay. Great. Thanks, Lauren. Okay. Bye now.